This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Hello, Two Nerds family. It's Robert from Two Nerds in a Joke here. We, like you, are taking Thanksgiving off, so to not leave you without content, we are providing you a classic interview from only the decade ago, 2016. Haha. So enjoy this classic episode of Two Nerds, and we will be back live in the near future. Have fun. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. They don't always use social media, but when they do, it's MySpace. They are the least interesting men in the world. Thank you, Disembodied Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds and a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Yay, go us. We're here again. We are here. We have another excellent podcast for all you nerds out there. We have another interview. Yes, I am very excited. I'm beside myself. It's one of Ernie's old friends, and the emphasis is he's not old, but Ernie is. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. But we're going to talk about one of my favorite fledgling topics, as well as Ernie's fledgling topics, which, of course, is cosplay with him and it is an awesome awesome interview really cool guy yes um this this is uh someone i know personally we go way back former business associates uh, but we're close friends uh he's a, a fellow nerd friend of the podcast um we had a very fun time a lot of good stories on here yes um unfortunately he didn't do any dirt dishing on me but he's you know we can do Bro- that on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Brother Chang, he's definitely he's definitely a good egg, so uh, we hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did. Absolutely. And please don't forget to follow us, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. I'm posting every day. I know a few of have got a few new likes on there on Instagram, so keep liking us there. We'll host and post, push all our stuff that way. Um, and, of course, SoundCloud, if you're direct RSS feeds, we do have a few accounts um, right now we're working out the feed for iTunes, but iTunes definitely has us. The first five episodes are up. Number six, is which this is going to be, is going to be up real soon. So enjoy, everybody. Please, please follow us and love us. Yes, please do. And uh, keep in mind, we're not professionals, so if we screw things up, oh, well, it's a free podcast, you ungrateful. <laughs> So-and-so. <laughs> so and And remember, people <laughs> like us, so we get a lot of messages. <laughs> All right. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Hey everybody, it's Two Birds and a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I am Ernie, of course. And I'm Robert. Yay. Yay. Hey, special, special guest tonight. Longtime friend of the podcast. I've known him for years. I had to have this guy on. You guys are going to love hearing from him. Hopefully he'll make many, many more appearances on the podcast. I, I bring you someone long distance, probably, perhaps our first long distance guest. Robert. As long as we get, as long as we get, you know. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't go very far, but we go far. We go far. Yes. So Chang, I, I want to introduce everyone to Chang. Chang, feel free to give us your nerd bona fides. What makes you nerdy? Thanks for having me, guys. So before I get to what makes me nerdy, during that intro, that's when I, that's when I realized. So I'm the joke. <laughs> Is that the way it works? <laughs> Two nerds and, yeah, him, the joke. <laughs> you know, I never thought about it like that. That's wait, oh, wait. that's great. <laughs> I just walked right into that one. That's no problem, Ernie. We'll we'll uh we'll take care of that later. Yeah, but we'll um, so, yeah. good luck, Ernie. <laughs> so uh, l- let's see. Uh, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm like uh, a full blown nerd. The um, you know, I guess in recent years, the 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 word nerd, nerd or geeks has been blown up, and now it's sort of like a uh, almost like a like a, uh, a it's, it's has a good a positive spin on it, I guess, right? Sort of. The right, sort of. <laughs> it's like the hip thing. Right. So it's a I guess for me. Like when we were younger, the, my big things, of course, were comic books, the, the Saturday morning cartoons. Um, there was a point in my life where my comics just vanished. I made a huge mistake, sold all my comic books on, for some jewelry for some chick who I thought was the one, super early age. Mm. And um, I'm sorry about that. And and I guess you know, just just life took over. But then later on in my life, I, I was completely done reading comic books. It was probably about six or seven years ago. Um, a buddy of mine from my job, who's also a nerd, he, but he's like huge sci-fi like I am, Star Wars, Star Trek, all the good stuff. And just out of the blue, he says to me, he goes, Russell, I've got to ask you a question. I'm like, what's that? He says, um, if you had a best friend that had died and you buried them, then you realize that it was actually a zombie apocalypse and your friend was out there someplace buried but still alive, would you go back out there and dig him up and put a bullet in his head. I was like, where the hell did that question come from? And he's like, dude, man, I'm reading this comic book called The Walking Dead. Oh, and so from there, it's, there it starts off. And, I mean, we start reading it, and boom, for some reason, The Walking Dead comic book just sucked me right back into the entire world, not just the zombie side of it, all of it. Mm. And I, I picked up a few few comic books, and I remembered how I actually picked up the graphic novels for uh, Walking Dead and just flipping through the pages, I'm like, man, I've got some old comic books up in the attic. And I went digging. And, you know, by then, you know, the Avengers movies had come out, a few Hulks and stuff. We were excited about that. But it was really getting back into flipping those pages and reading those comics again that just pulled my pulled me right back into it. And my wife, who I guess she's a, a baby nerd. <laughs> a baby um, nerd. I like that. Yeah. No, seriously, it, it wasn't until she met me. She started asking all these questions. She's like, please explain to me why Wolverine's claws can't cut into Captain America's shield. And she had so much interest in this. I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you really want to know? And she's buying all these, these, these uh, superhero encyclopedias and stashing it around the house. So we're just like, we're, we're back. It was like we're kids again. That's so we're, awesome. we're back in the mix of it. Um, something else I'm kind of into, the, that same guy who asked me about The Walking Dead, it got me uh, roped back into that. We, we, uh, we often talked about these conventions where grown folks get dressed up as comic book characters. And we, we would laugh at it. We would go online and we would just, you know, look at all these wild images of these folks, grown people, dressing up like superheroes. And we would just chuckle like, that is ridiculous. And one year, he said, you know, we should just, we should do it. Now, mind you, we're both well-rounded men. <laughs> and... And we were like, you let let's let's try to put like a health spin on this, and let's try to cut some weight. It was a, it was a weird challenge. Okay. We weren't actually thinking that we were gonna do it. We were like, let's see if we can really get serious about our weight and dress up like two of our favorite superheroes. His was Wolverine. At the time, I thought it would just be cool to not just be my favorite, because my favorite would have been Colossus back then. But I wanted to do something that everyone wasn't doing. So it was actually I actually decided to do. Uh, uh, Kalark Gladiator um, from the Marvel Universe. Okay. Nice. And um, he's the, the purple dude with the mohawk and the tights and the cape. Right. right. Good pull. Good pull. <laughs> that's so, a uh, random one, but that's good. Yeah. 
And they're like, really? She's like, you're going to put on tights. I'm like, we're going we're gonna to do this. So for about, you know, 11 months, we worked hard at it. We were doing Weight Watchers, all kinds of stuff. Nice. And we, we got down to a weight. My wife was super excited. I picked – she decided she wanted to do Storm. Oh, wow. Um, old school Storm. That I was showing her uh, John Byrne images mm-hmm. of, you know, art oh, of Storm. You're, like, you're talking Uncanny X-Men Storm, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, that outfit, honey, that's what's going to go down. That's, so, that's good. That's good. That that's is good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, her mom's her mom is like a seamstress. She's a she's a wizard when it comes to the sewing machine, and that's how, sort of where the the art, the craft of cosplay started to seep in because we're getting closer to this event, and we're like, what are we gonna do? So I drew up some sketches. I'm not an artist by any means, but I drew up some sketches of what we wanted. Um, print, uh, printed up some pictures from the internet and got her mom involved. Picked up some material and we just started going at it. So, actually, make a long story short, we came up with two really good costumes, one for Storm, one for uh, Gladiator. And, mind you, this is our first convention ever. And this Dragon Con is pretty big, but we have no idea how big it is or what we're actually getting into. Mm-hmm. But we know that we're go- we've, we've, we've dedicated time to our health and to these costumes. We're going to go check this out. Sure. Yeah, well, without doing en- enough research... I learned the hard way that, you know, your first year of it, if you're not paying attention, you it really stands out that you're a rookie. So we go out there, and um, I've got this awesome this awesome costume made for Gladiator. And I, well, actually, before we get out there, I put this thing on. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I'm not fit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, don't I don't care. <laughs> it's like, listen, man, I may have lost – and I lost a good amount of weight. I was in great shape. <laughs> For me, but not not for Gladiator. Oh, so I'm like, yeah, this is not hiding anything at all. My <laughs> oh, wife was God. slamming. She did a great job. She did a fabulous job getting getting into her costume. So um, I'm sitting there scrolling through the internet, and I see this uh, this image of someone who did a Deadpool, but they had airbrushed muscles all over their body. Nice. So I'm like, I'm like, yeah, 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 that can happen. So I started look searching out for anyone with airbrushed skills, whatever. And I'm searching around town. Um, I'm in a very small town, Ocala, Florida. And I, I call a tattoo parlor. They said, hey, this lady used to work at this place, but she got fired. If you can find her, she's great. And I found this lady. She was actually airbrushing um, race cars, oh, wow. real race cars. And she said, sure, come on over. Ernie, have you heard the story? No, you have not told me the story. I am Get out of here. I am on the edge of my seat right now. Yeah, you have okay. no idea. Okay, what is this show rated before we go any further? You can be as rated as as hardcore as you want. It doesn't it's matter. Un- okay. Yeah, you can be uh, hardcore, man. All right, so it's not it's not hardcore. I just want to make sure this I keep it right. So I go out there with this with, with these red and blue pajamas on, and um, <laughs> and she and she's like, okay, let's see what we, what we want. So she starts airbrushing, um, the muscles on herself. So I'm sitting there and I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. She turns the mirror around. I'm like, holy crap! I've got pecs. I've got a six pack. It's like. She's kicking butt, and this is looking awesome. I'm actually getting excited for Dragon Con now. So nice. you're turning into Idris Elba. <laughs> I'm serious, man. In moments, so we we're looking at the entire thing, and I'm looking at my at my leg muscles, the calves. I'm like, you are insanely good, right? So we're just about done, and she puts me in front of a body mirror, and I'm looking at it. I'm staring, and I'm staring, and I look at her. And I'm like, I'm not sure how to ask this question. And she says, you want a bigger package, don't you? 
But <laughs> so like everything, that one area had had no spray paint on it. There was nothing there. It was just flat. Oh jeez. <laughs> So, so, there you go. There it is. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah. We just have to, yeah. Anything? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, so this is the bad part. So she's sitting there now. Mind you, my wife knows that this is happening, right? She's like, who's this lady? I'm like, ah, she's whatever. So she knows I'm out there on my own, and so she starts air airbrushing the package, and I'm gonna tell you right now that the airbrush close to that area is like the most seductive thing. Oh, I, was, I was like, what is going on right now? I was so embarrassed because I'm like this, think about anything but this moment right now. Oh, <laughs> it was crazy embarrassing. Oh, crazy embarrassing. Wow. But um, but but long story short, she gets it done. I'll, I'll have to send you pictures, Ernie. I think there may actually be pictures on Facebook. But yeah, um, yeah, she did a great job. So um, she gets it done, super excited. Uh, we go out to um, Atlanta for our first Dragon Con. Um, the problem that I made was that when you go out to Dragon Con, it's like a six, seven-day event. Right. For Sally and I, this being our first time, we had one costume each. Mm. Not expecting um, so much fun because the first day we wore the costume, it was like we were superstars. And there are thousands of people out there. And I'm sure everyone was getting great a lot of attention, but we weren't accustomed to just folks stopping in restaurants and running outside to take pictures of Storm and Gladiator, and they were just going nuts. We just didn't know what to do with ourselves. It was like we're on a red carpet. Everywhere we went, we couldn't take 10 steps without someone stopping us to get pictures. Uh, people were, like, screaming at me, hey, man, you kicked the juggernaut's ass, da 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 And I'm, they're, they're loving it. And um, long story short... After about after the first day, we knew we had to wear the costumes again. The second day, sure, and the third day, <laughs> and in comes the Toxic Avenger. Because by the fourth day, this costume was right. rad. Was just <laughs> horrid. It was there was no way to prepare for this. We had no washer, we had no dryer, right. and we're walking all day in these tights. And next thing you know, we're spraying ourselves down with Febreze and Lysol. Like this is nasty. <laughs> we're gonna get somebody sick. Oh, God. <laughs> But it was a rookie move. First year learning learning experience. Right. Um, <laughs> just to backtrack a little bit, the first day I did it, I put the costume on. I didn't like the way that looked. This is in Atlanta in the hotel room, and Shelly was in the bathroom getting storm ready. And I'm like, you know, this is just the the spare tire hanging off the side. This is not Gladiator. <laughs> so when she was so when she wasn't looking, I lifted my shirt and I I was had a t-shirt on underneath it. I wrap my torso in duct tape. Now, the, another rookie mistake. The not on my skin, but on the T-shirt. Okay, so you at least didn't not, save your you saved your skin there at least, if nothing else. That that was a point, but I didn't realize that when you walk around all day, your perspiration goes through your T-shirt, okay. grabs the adhesive from the tape, and brings it back in. Don't ask me how. Wow. But it, that, that's how it went down. Oh, so, mackerel. So. I get to, we get to a restaurant later on that night. I'm feeling great. Look, it's like, what did you do? I'm like, duct tape. And <laughs> I'm like, I can't sit down, but oh I can walk around all day. And dude, my, my clown, if you can imagine like a, a clown balloon from a kid's party, a part of my stomach just pushed through the duct tape and you see a poop, this big round bulge came out of nowhere and there it was. And then that's not like popping everywhere. 
I started taking a duct tape off, and unfortunately, skin I lost skin. I was raw. I took it off, and it was like extremely painful. But learn, but lesson learned. Never going to happen again. No more duct tape. <laughs> no no more actually, duct tape. I'm actually looking at the pictures on Facebook. Dear God, I never saw these before. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I mean, I mean, Shelly hit it spot on. I mean, perfect <laughs> storm. <laughs> I got uh, this is great. <laughs> the um. I don't know if there's, there, there should be pictures someplace out there of the before and after the spray paint because she really did a good job with the um, putting the muscles on there. All, um, all, all the muscles. <laughs> all, exactly. <laughs> all the muscles. The um, co- cosplay from that point, from that year, just turned into something big for us. And every year we tried to outdo what we did the previous year. And it got to a point where we were um, actually considering getting into a competition um, it's very exciting for me because I love creating things and doing my wife up. She, if she wants to get in shape, she gets in shape without even thinking about it. And it's like I'll go, I'll go through and find my awesome comic book character. Like, you know what? That chick is hot. That's with my wife. And I'll start working on it. You know, putting different things together, working with that stuff. Warbler. And um, my dad's very good. My dad's very crafty as well, working with wood and metal and things. So. We put some pretty cool things together for her. There was actually a comic book character that you may not be familiar with. There's a comic book called Rat Queens. Mm. And there's one character there. Her name is D. And I dressed up my wife as D. And it was pretty kick ass. It was pretty awesome because we ended up bumping into the dude who created the D character. Oh, and we wow. saw my wife, he like, he like lost it. And they put her picture, my wife's picture, from that cosplay in like issue eight or nine of that comic book. And believe me, I was in the comics for like, I need seven of these. Like, no, no, you can only buy two comics at a time. Like, yeah, yeah, I need seven of them. I need all these comics now. It was, pretty, it was a big thing for me. So oh, we have a lot of fun with it. That's really cool. But, um, yeah, there are definitely different levels, different tiers of cosplay. And like I said, like, there are cosplayers out there. They'll put things together with Scott with uh, duct tape and safety pins. But the, but the, the thing is, the character they're trying to portray, they got the love for that character they're feeling it. And when they go out there, they should be getting support from everyone else in the community, regardless of how much money or time they spent on their costume. Of course, you know, we're all human. There'll be some, some jerks out there. They'll give, they'll give you a hard time and say, you know, you're, you're not supposed to be that because you're, you're round or you're not supposed to be that because you're the wrong skin shade. That They're far, they're few and in between. But for the most part, the cosplay community rocks because Every year that we go there, we have a blast. Um, we've never had a bad experience, but with social media, you hear a lot of things, and people, there are a lot of trolls out there and what have you. But when you're physically there, I mean, everyone just embraces each other. Mm. And, you know, even if, even if your character is not known, folks, they want to take your picture, they want to know what you're doing or where the characters come from, and we end up talking about things. Believe it or not, we had never watched a Doctor Who episode until our second Dragon Con. Wow. Pole strangers pulled up. They're like, I'm like, listen, what's with this this blue box? What's with this? That's a TARDIS. The what? And total strangers, you know, brought us up on it, and we came home and started watching Doctor Who. But it, it's a lot of good people. It's a lot of fun. It's turned into a family vacation, or at least a vacation for wifey and wifey and I. Yeah. Uh, the last year we brought my daughter out there, or the year before last, for the first time, my youngest daughter. And we did. Uh, they were av- the, they were waterbenders from Avatar. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Oh, 
Oh yeah, they, they we did a great. We had so much fun with that. Oh, but then I was that. totally disappointed when we got back. My daughter's first day in high school. She was. She didn't want her friends to know she went cosplaying with her mom and dad. Of course not. Who does, right? <laughs> right. But, but her first day of high school, her her teacher told the whole class on day one that he's a huge Avatar fan. But did she tell him that she cosplayed? No. Hell no. Of course not. <laughs> I was pissed. I was so. <laughs> what a perfect end. Like, I know, man. Exactly. Yeah, but at that age, I mean. It, could be good, it could be bad. You never know, you know. It's, yeah. It's gonna yeah. backfire real fast. So I can understand it's, you know, an okay. Who, when, where did you cosplay? Who did you cosplay with? And then it's like my mom, and, and it gets kind of awkward from there on. <laughs> Sadly. The um, yeah, the, and of course, I, Ernie knows this. I'm sort of kind of like a pig as well. So there's some beautiful, there's some beautiful women out there doing a the thing with cosplay, and whenever I see folks dress up as Josie and the Pussycats, it's done. It's like everything else. Oh, I was just going to ask you that. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. And that's what I was telling Ernie. When I started listening to your podcast, it's funny because most of the time, I would say 70% of the time I was in my car listening to your podcast. And if anyone drove next to me, they would see me screaming at nobody. They're like, what's he screaming at? Come sitting there like, how are you not bringing up Josie the Pussycats? Why are you not bringing it up? And finally, I'm like, oh, wait, leopard skin? Leopard? Yes, he mentioned it. He mentioned Josie the Pussycats. Nice. Coming very emotional here, guys. I'm like, why am I getting so emotional? <laughs> see, I, 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 so Josie and the Pussycats does it for you. I'm, I'm understanding here. <laughs> Nothing like some uh, onesie uh, leotard leopards that'll that'll do it for you. That's it, you know. Teach hey, that, that was that was uh, sex ed 101 for me when I was a kid, man. <laughs> nice. But dude, let me ask you this. So sure. you're at you're, you're at cosplay, right? And um, it's like your first time going. Like, I can tell you, I haven't cosplayed yet, but I'm like a procrastinator extreme. I've been working on He's a Boba Fett, yeah, <laughs> Boba Fett costume for for ages now. I've been trying to put this thing together. I've gone through three incarnations of it, thrown them all out. But I went to one, and it's kind of like I went to a con, and the first and the first character I met was an original Harley Quinn, and I have the picture like blown up on canvas yeah it was a good and, picture too and, it, and it's a really good picture yeah. she's holding the huge mallet you know what i mean and she's got the red mm -hmm. and black outfit on yep. what when you look at like other cosplayers what is it that normally catches your eye are you looking at what they did together is it content um is it like the subject matter the accessories hmm. how they fit in the costume <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it depends on what what time of day we're talking about, guys. Yeah. Because um, in the evening things are kind of risque out there. The uh, <laughs> the big things for me, I I love like body armors. Mm. Um, there are a lot of folks out there put a lot of time into making like full like, like RoboCop type body armors. It doesn't have to be RoboCop. It could be RoboCop. It could be body armors from World of Warcraft. Um, I just love when people. They're completely covered, but the game's right in front of you, or the character's right in front of you. Right. All the, you know, super colorful. Some of them lighten up, all kinds of jazz like that. That's that's what kind of gets me. I love that piece of it. And I also love things that really bring me back, because 
I go out there, if I see like Demona from Gargoyles or something, I'm like, oh, I'm like Shelly, I'm like Shelly, am I? I'm, I'm, I and oh, that's what I love about cool. it. I, you know, yeah. I think that answers the question better. Yeah. When I see something that turns me into a kid immediately. And you can tell what it you is know? right away, and it's like, oh my god, that's my childhood walking towards me. Holy crap. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because I've seen some cool ones. One of the ones I saw when we went to the uh, the Miami cons um, was someone dressed as um, the dragon from um, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. And it was a female. Was? Yeah, and she had the black tail with the fins on it and the black wings. And oh. it, was, it was not much to the costume, literally, because literally there was almost nothing to the costume. It was like a halter top, some black wings, and a black tail. It's fantastically mm-hmm. done, but it was um, definitely a. Um, it is like, oh my god, th- that you gotta see that. That is awesome, and that's really what what cosplay is the same kind of thing. It's like that's I know who that is, I know what that is, and that's fantastic. Um, I went off on a tangent on, on one con where I was literally trying to take pictures of every variant of Spider-Man that I could find. because oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them out there, a lot of people are doing. Oh yeah, them, you know. Um, of course, the only thing that I, I get tired of, I don't know if you get tired of it yourself, because, again, you've been to one or two, um, but the Deadpools. Oh, everywhere. It's like, can we can we, can we we be a little, a, a hair original? And this was before the movie, mind you. I, I know, and that's got me a little terrified this year. Yeah. Because every year we go, there ends up being like a Deadpool parade mm-hmm. of, like, like, minimum 50 Deadpools running around acting a fool. At trying to be, get in in character, and this is all before the movie. Yeah. And I wasn't a huge Deadpool fan. I was a huge New Mutants X Men, mm-hmm. um, X Factor fan. So when he started showing up there, I'm like, yeah, Deadpool. He looks cool. Pretty badass. Oh, he's kind of funny. But I was never a huge Deadpool fan. Right. So I saw the characters. I knew exactly who these cosplayers were, but I didn't realize that so many folks that there was like a, a, a cult. Or I'm like, there's so many of them. Yeah. So now that the movie's out, I'm terrified of what's going to happen this year. That is that is a big fear, and 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 again, the thing is, is now that there's so many um, comic book movies and comic book stories out there, those characters are going to be it. And I, I, my fear, and I don't know if this is your fear as well to some extent, is is it going to take away some of the originality of characters that people may not know that they all want to do just these seven or eight or ten characters that are in the movie oh i doubt it yeah i doubt it no i think the folks i think the folks that that uh really invest time to going out there mm-hmm. they have their their true loves they're not good they're not going to abandon you know what they love they're them. not at all not 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 to join the a bandwagon group of folks not at all no way and um but now that we're talking about it what i am well, i guess i should be excited of for is the Deadpool movie the detail in that costume? Yeah. Because prior to the movie, everyone was just throwing on their, their you know, basically what I did with Gladia. They they oh. go on East, they go on East Bay. They order some some uh, you know athletic Under Armour tights, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And sew it all together. Right. But for this, for the new now that Deadpool's got a you know a standard's been set. I don't know. There may be folks out there putting some real time into a real Deadpool, Deadpool costume. That would be cool to see. That that would be cool to see if they do if there is more detail work and they actually spend time with it rather than the crap. Yep. Because that would be very yep. cool. What is your prediction then for this upcoming season? Because we are getting into the season again of all these cons. What is your feeling for number one besides Deadpool costume? You think you're going to see out there? Who are the hot characters you're going to see people dressed as? Do you think this year? Ooh. 
or movie from a movie? What do you think? Well, last year, the big ones, which people didn't try to tackle, but the big ones was like, you know, was from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year, I would say, all right, I, I just, I just drew a blank. Who's got the Infinity Gauntlet? The dude with the purple face and the Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, Thanos. I'm expecting this. I mean, for not a bunch of people, but I'm expecting to see some really good Thanoses this year. Um, let's see. Uh, on, well, from the Deadpool movie, mm-hmm. little Snail kind of looking check. <laughs> Negasonic teenage yeah. warhead. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm expecting to see a bunch of her. Um, outside of the comic world, I'm not expecting much more from the zombie side of things. No. I think Walking Dead have done their thing. Yeah, I was going to say, is that going to be it's going away? I mean, the zombie, is that really... I wouldn't say it's going away. That's actually my big thing at Dragon Con right now. I, uh, I, I, I cosplay as Tyrese, but I also... Nice. Play the role as a photographer for all the all the Walking Dead zombie fandom. Just that whole group. We we organized a big photo shoot for that. Oh, that's really cool. Um, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't see that going away, but I don't see any big characters coming out of it this year. Okay. Just the regulars. Just the regulars. Okay. Let's see. Uh, um, I'm not too sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to wait. I have to wait and see because this is the first year. Um, I'm going to be able to do cosplay because I run a, a booth at the, the Miami Cons, and um, previous years I haven't been able to, but this year I'm going to just do some some punk rocker type stuff, nothing too named. But I've been trying to get together a costume for Dark Claw, which I love that character from the crossover Amalgam comics back in the day. Um, okay. It's a combination of Wolverine and Batman costume. Um, so I've been trying to pull something together for that. I'm very, very amateur, but I love dressing up, and I do a lot of uh, live-action role-play stuff with costuming. So I do have a few pieces to sh- shove together. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward, and I haven't really seen a lot of people out there doing cosplay as that character or any of the Amalgam characters. It's been kind of a very quiet area. I don't know if it's just kind of passe at this point or if it may have a comeback at some point, which is my hope. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> That's my hope personally, but we'll see what actually happens. Um, so, cosplay for you, when you're going in and you say you're trying to top yourself every year, is there a, I want to be this because I loved it as a kid? Is that how you go into it? Or I really want to try this because it looks really cool or I think it would look really good on me? What's, what's your angle coming into that? Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a couple things. So, yeah, there's one, the obvious one that you just mentioned, the um, my um, love for the character since I've been a kid. But there's also the challenge. Because for me, I've been using cosplay as a way to sort of uh, have me focus more on health, mm-hmm. on, on my on my physical health and my appearance. So it, it would be, and I'm not there yet, but this year's goal uh, was to be able to pull off the old school power man to get that yellow pirate shirt and not make it look like Luke Cage. How can you not pull that off, man? Well, well, because you remember that episode of Seinfeld with the pirate shirt, the puppy sleeves, (laughs) the puppy sleeves. Yes. Can can you, I mean, just imagine me walking around a little bit of a pot belly and a puffy sleeve, yellow shirt. It would be fun, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't be too happy with the way it, it, uh, 
That, that is a uh, shirt, yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of chest showing. A lot of chest showing. Yeah, are you going to pull off and now? Have you seen Jessica Jones on Netflix? Yeah, but he's got a tight shirt on. He's got the 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 metro the the painted on shirt. Yeah, I'm not there yet either. <laughs> but that's that's a big thing. I've actually got it's pretty. There's some intense. There's some tension here because I've got two Iron Fists ready to go right now, and they're just like, I can't wait to see you with Luke Cage. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> nice. Well, so, to be fair, I've seen you pull off Darth Maul. Oh, really? Good old days. I've seen you pull off Darth Maul. Oh, really? That would be cool. To that see. was, you know, and that was my best costume ever, and that was before cosplay. That was just Halloween. Really? Yes. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Yes, Robert, oh. Robert, when I tell you the detail on the face tattoo was there. Really? I mean, it was re- even down to the horns. Really? The horns. Out. The horns were baked in the oven, shaped to my head. I shaved my head balls, glued them on. Wow. It was nuts. That's crazy. But it was so much fun. That's crazy. And, I, I and key point, them. it was before cosplay blew up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was. I put a lot of work into that. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't buy that daggone Force FX double-edged lightsaber. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, <laughs> couldn't swing that. No. I loved it. But I couldn't. I couldn't swing four hundred bucks for a costume. <laughs> no, again, I still want one. Again, if you were gonna make money off the costume, or if you were to use the costume more than once, maybe, 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 maybe. Well, yeah. well okay, well, okay. <laughs> you know, what what we'll try to do for you is we'll try to get Ray Park on. <laughs> oh. All right, and we'll try to get him to like you know get you a dual edge lightsaber. How about that? There we go. We'll hey, work that'll work. <laughs> That's awesome. That'll work. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Any parting shots for our guest today, Ernesto, or anything our guest wanted to talk about? I know you had some issues with some of our shows up to now that you'd listened to, so I didn't know if you wanted to go into what. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I want to ask you guys a question. The So besides – do you guys do a lot of reading of uh, – mm-hmm. Not comic books, but uh, novels, yeah. what have you. I, I do, personally. I, I, I have eye problems now, so I don't do as much as I used to, but I definitely mm-hmm. have done a lot of novel reading in my day, yes. Okay. Uh, not tonight, but I, my wife, during Deathly Shelley finished her first book. Oh. I'm excited. What kind of book? Uh, see, I'm not a big reader. Okay. It's a, it, it, is a, it is a sci-fi fantasy romance thing with, Different races of people. It's everyone that's read it so far, which is about four or five people. They loved it. Oh, really? And, they, and they're ready. They're ready for more. Uh, I read. I read the first draft of it. I'm not a big reader. Okay. But um, yeah. One of these days, I'll get, I'll get her to call uh, on to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Plug plug away, man. If you know the name of. How can people get it? Do you know, or is it, pub- is it I, no. published? Published yet? Or? No, 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 no. Okay, so we're just no, starting. That, that, yeah. that, that's a road she's got to cross. It's ready for publishing. She's not ready to let her baby go yet. Yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Believe me, I, I, yeah. I have a few books on the burner myself that I've written, and I haven't done diddly with them yet. But they're just sitting there, ready, ready to go, sort of. So I understand where she's coming from with that. But yeah, definitely let us know. We'll, we'll definitely uh, plug her uh, uh, in the in the uh, close of the episode. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah, I, uh, I do. I do have a. I do have a parting shot for you. As far oh, as, for it, 
as far as movies go. Yes, sir. BVS. Why are you going to do this to me, man? This is <laughs> see, this is like I got to ask this, you. This, this is like Rocky pulling Mickey into the ring with no gloves on and saying, let's go for a few rounds. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, so what about the movie? Go for it. All right. So I watched it first before Robert did. Yes. I didn't spoil it for him. Someone Thank spoiled you. it for me. All right. Someone spoil spoiled it. By telling you what? He, basically, the guy who saw it hours before I saw it basically told me, what's the one thing in the Superman mythos that is bigger than everything else? What's the biggest thing in the Superman mythos? And obviously, if you know what that is, you just ruin the whole movie. I mean, not the whole movie, but a big chunk of the movie. Oh, oh he can't die? No, that he no, dies. That he does, does. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Got yeah, it. I didn't know he was dying in the movie. Did you know going into that he was dying in the movie? Oh, by the way, spoilers, yeah. whoever didn't see BBS, shame on you. Screw you guys. But <laughs> Nice, Ernie. Nice. I'll slow down for a second. <laughs> but he... Jesus, Ernie. But why was that a surprise to you? It was a surprise to me. It was inc- they included they inc- it. Yeah, they included that it wasn't its own movie. I was I was actually surprised when I found out about it too. I mean, and I'm a huge fan. I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge Superman fan. I'll, I'll put it out there. I'm not a huge fan of Superman. But that storyline of his death, that I'm a fan of. That I liked. You know, and that was that was disappointing that they included it in the movie instead of making it its own movie, which it is big enough to make it its own movie. Okay, so I didn't know that there was a storyline of Superman's actual death. Yeah, there's a whole thing to it, yeah. Oh my gosh, it is the coolest art. Chang, if you get some dollars together, either digitally or borrowing or going down to the bookstore or Barnes & Nobles. And they're not that expensive if you buy the actual comics individually. You can find them mostly, I found them, in the dollar bin. Yes. Big chunks of that part of that that series. Huh. It's, it's It's very good art. Like the like the first one that kicks it off, it's just the it's just the S dripping with blood. Yes. That's all it is. Yep. Yeah. You get that one, you're a good start. So. That's so in the comic cool. line, he dies, dies, or quasi. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he quasi dies, he dies, but he dies. Yeah. Got it. Okay. But going back to BVS. Yes. You watching Super Friends your whole life, like myself. Mm-hmm. You're both nuts. You're both nuts. Why are they? My parents are like, why are Batman and Superman fighting? You know that those were my parents. I'm like, they were like, I thought they were friends. I had to explain it. I had to explain it to the GF. The GF is a huge Batman fan. Uh, she's like, I don't even understand why they're fighting. I'm like, I don't care. They're fighting. I'm gonna see the movie. <laughs> they're fighting. That's all I need to know. <laughs> they're fighting. So I want to get your take from. From your point of view, when you saw going leading up to the movie, how amped up were you? Okay, this is my this is my sad story then. So knowing that I'm a Marvel guy, yay, right? Um, if I'm going to accept anything from DC, it's going to be from the Batman line. And uh, I think Ernie, I, I really think you you may have been the person that turned me on to the um, the Dark Knight Returns Frank Miller thing. Yes, I was. Right, so I read that, and and immediately I was like, "Whoa!" Something just propelled DC like straight to the top for me. Now I didn't go dive into the rest of DC comics. That was the comic. That was it for me. That storyline 
floored me. Not knowing much about Batman Superman's history, just reading that fresh floored me. I was in love with every last bit of it. So when this movie was coming out, I saw the the, the armor that Batman was wearing in the, in the trailers. I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. Nothing else matters this year. This is it. And I was fearful that they would stray too far from the book, but it's it kind of weird. I I watched the movie, and there were two or three parts they took directly from the comic book that I almost jumped in my chair and out of my chair and like screamed because I was so happy for those two little lines that came from the book. The I was disappointed though with the movie as a whole. Yeah, I, I was I was disappointed. I hate to say it. I know that a lot of folks are disappointed, and a lot of other folks are. How can you be complaining? It's just a comic book movie. Da, 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 da. I was disappointed. The the book was incredibly insane. The movie didn't do it for me. I the part where Batman had his foot on Superman's throat. I was like, yes. And when he said Martha, I was like, what? And that part got me. That did catch me off guard, and I loved that part. There were too many pieces of the movie. I just, I just, that just wouldn't grab me. I didn't like the Wonder Woman fight scene with the, the freaking monster they created at the end of the movie. I just the wasn't feeling. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it well. <laughs> exactly. You, and so that this is all this is awesome scene going on. I'm I'm just not getting it. There was also something else with uh, Lewis Lane diving into the water to get the uh, the spear with kryptonite on it. Yeah. Turn me off. I'm like, this is not doing it for me. And I was excited for the movie. I really was. I am a Ben Affleck fan. Um, I prefer I prefer Christian Bale out of all the Batman's. He's the one that kind of got me. Yeah. Oh, he was good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Listen, he had he had he had it for, he had the title for a long time. Trust me. He's like he's like when um the part where Michael Keaton was facing off with Jack Nicholson, not as Batman, and he he's like, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that was it. <laughs> that was it. But uh. So I was excited for Ben Affleck because I've heard he was a huge Batman fan, and I wanted to see somebody put their heart into it. That was, that's what got me really excited, the fact that he was, his whole storyline, he just loves the Batman story. So I was excited for it. He did okay. I, I wasn't like... Wowed? Exactly. Yeah. I, I felt he didn't destroy it. What about, the concept, what about the concept that they may have just crammed way too much into too short of a movie? That they could have spent that, a little that, time. That's part of it. That's that's part of the reason why I was that whole fight scene at the end. I was kind of like, I feel like it was way too much going on. Like, do we need all of this right now? And yeah, I feel like there was way too much information in there. Yeah, yeah, and that was my ma- major thing too. I think, and I think that's a big thing for a lot of people is that they didn't. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't badly done. They just try. And again, I'm going to say it again. I know Ernie hates when I say it. They're trying to play catch up to where Marvel is already in their universe story and they're not taking the time to build out the characters and make you want to care about them in the same way and people care about them because people love Batman people love Superman already from what they know but these are variants in my mind of the real characters in some respects and you gotta get you gotta get the feels for them a little bit before you can just start yeah. killing them off and and you know what Ernie you've got the feels for, for, for DC big time so that's why it's hard for you to accept this but you, my friend, You're drinking the water. you got me. Su- you got me super amped up for the um, the introduction of the new characters coming out. The, the, the guess who's coming? Guess who's coming? Just wait till you see it. Wait till you see it. 
And I was like, when it actually happened, when you, when you put that flash drive in, and you saw Aquaman doing his ducky lips and his selfie and his selfie poses, and his hair's flowing left and right, I'm like, what? What, what, what what's, what's going on here? I wasn't floored by that either. Yeah. Yeah, and they have they and they, they it's not like DC doesn't have the background. They have the experience. They have they're a powerhouse, and they're just making some making some slips, making some minor you know falls. And if they can get themselves picked back up, they can actually make themselves their own right, their own superhero. Uh, franchise, but it's it's they're not quite there yet. They're not quite there yet. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. We asked about my cosplay thing. That's the other one, uh, Cyclops from DC. Oh, really? Yeah, that's my my my. Wait, wait, my wait. wait you mean you mean Cyborg? Cyborg, sorry, oh, Cyborg. Okay, see, Cyclops is one too. So I wasn't sure where you're going. You can do either. No, no, sorry, <laughs> Cyborg. Thank you, Ernie. Thank you. Cyborg's you, Cyborg. You could you could pull off Cyborg. Mm-hmm. You could. That, that, when I when I cross over when I get to the next tier where I'm actually working with. Materials to look like metal and moving parts and lights and gears and things like that. It's gonna be all about cyborg. Nice. It's gotta be. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. I look forward to seeing those pictures. That's for sure. Well, my my thing is, I think I think when you look at like the movies that are coming out, right? And I and I did amp you up for like the heroes that are going to be making an entrance into like the cinematic universe. I personally like the stories. Of the DC heroes, like I don't know if you watch Flash on TV. You know, watch Flash. I don't. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm hearing such great. Flash is one I'm gonna start watching. Oh my god. But, but hear me out, man. And I feel bad about this. Someone like, listen, you gotta watch Green Arrow. You gotta watch Green Arrow. I gave Green Arrow three episodes, and for some reason, it didn't catch. So from that point, it was my bad. But I just didn't give any of the other DC shows a shot. Now, Flash, now my brother's also a Marvel guy. He loves Flash. He's gone back. He's watched all the arrows. He's like, Russell, you got to watch these. I'm like, freaking this DC. He's like, Russell, you got to watch these, man. Flash is insane. So I've got to give it a shot, but I don't know anything about him. Oh, and I will say this, and I watched, I've watched all of Green Arrow. One of the challenges that that show faced, in my personal opinion, was it just started slow. Super, kill me in a river slow. Yeah. Once it got past the first five or six episodes, it really did start to pick up and have some really cool themes and some good costuming and, and got in there. Problem is, is that most people aren't going to wait six shows. Most people, as you did, yeah. do the three and out. Um, and you know, yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment. And I was like, well, let's let's give it another shot. Well, let's let's give it one more. Well, we'll give it another shot. And by that point, I was like, all right, now it's getting slightly good. But I think Flash pulled out of the gate. Real fast, real quick, and just kept hitting you with good stuff. It was a good like start. if they could like like if they could stick with the Flash formula, which is a uh, heart spectacle and like insane like story. I mean, every episode is like a comic book coming to life. So you have the metahuman of the week, mm-hmm. then you have, have like the five to ten minutes of like the Barry Allen story, which is a great great story. I mean. Yeah. Yeah it's, Very out. yeah, it's a great story. There's a great lineage with it, too, if they follow up with some of the other lines of the Flash and the history of the Flash and the different types of Flashes through time. and all, I mean, it's, there's a lot to tell. There's a lot to tell. It's a very rich character. Let me ask you guys a quick question. How do you feel about 
DC on you know primetime TV versus well not all of Marvel but Netflix make these awesome Marvel movies these Marvel series oh dude Daredevil do think, on do Netflix you think, awesome. I mean if you think about it do you think it's kind of giving Marvel the upper hand once again well that's not that may not be fair did Marvel have an upper hand when it came to comic books no. no, there was no upper hand for no. either. No, okay. yeah, neither one really had an upper hand. They just had two very different markets. Okay. And, and you know, there was some crossover, but it's here's here's where Marvel has the upper hand overall. It's who owns them. It's who has the power. And right now, Marvel's got Disney, and Disney's yeah. going to get them where they need to be. Disney's got that power to say, all right, you want Marvel? Here's a character. Where do we think this character can fit? They have the freedom. To place that character, Netflix, made-for-TV movie, animated series, on a national network, in the movies, whatever, DC has to be careful because they have to license these characters to the CW, to whatever other network they choose to, the whatever movie they have to, they get a director, get backing. They're not in the same position right now, okay. in my opinion. So, so it, it depends on how you look at it. Comic-wise, they're pretty much even keel. It's just who likes what. Movie entertainment wise, right now Marvel has a little bit of an extra upper hand on that. I, I feel, anyways. Unless oh. you totally discount the animated movies that DC puts out, true. I will put I will put the Killing Joke up against the Avengers making a guest appearance on Phineas Ferb any day. Oh no, and, and that's a different market, though. To be fair, live action movie TVs versus animated, yeah, DC has the market cornered on their storylines for comic animated stuff. Absolutely. Chang. Chang, if you can go on Netflix and watch uh, that Flash animated movie that's on there. Oh, dude, the uh, the, it, the time one. What is it called? Oh, I have, I have that one was very good. I have seen that one. Oh, oh my god, that is lo- so good. My my wife had to pause like three times. She's like, "Is this for kids?" Like no. like something <laughs> happened in the movie. She was like, "Seriously, this is really cool. This is DC." I'm like, "Yeah, I've never seen this. I'm I'm floored." But um, but let me ask you, look real quick, Ernie, into the Twilight Zone. Ernie is Walt Disney. You've got all the money. You've got Marvel. <laughs> right? Let's just say that down the road you decide to start taking bites out of DC with your big money, with your big wallet. I'm listening. Are you with me? I'm listening. You now have rights to Marvel in your right hand. You've got rights to DC in your other hand. Is that believable down the road, 20, 30 years from now, Walt Disney owning some DC characters? Warner Brothers will never let it happen. Yeah. No way? No. No way. Not unless something very well, serious happens, but yeah. Warner Brothers. That's the only thing keeping Warner Brothers afloat. Yeah. The cartoons. That's all I got. And those cartoons are fantastic. I mean, did you oh see the gosh. Son of Batman? Oh, the Son oh, of Batman. That is good. That is good. Yeah, so they definitely the, have that oh, in quarters. Killing Joke. Chang, Killing Joke. Have it's you, rated R. Have you seen have it? Have you already already seen it? it? I thought you were getting ready to see it. Dude, it's on, it, it's on this, this thing that I have. It's on. It's on already. But it's not. It's yeah, not he's, good. He's, he's going. It's not a good. Oh, I'm not gonna watch it then. I, I, not for animated. I'll do it for a movie. Movie sometimes if it's not a great movie. But for animated, you gotta have decent quality, dude. I'm gonna wait until it's decent quality. I know it's gonna be I'm, good, I'm, and I do want to see wait. it. But I'm gonna wait till it's good quality. So wait, where's the Killing Joke now? Can I get it on iTunes or something? No, it's not released yet. Yeah, it's not. Uh, out, okay. It's not technically out yet. But I'm definitely gonna. We're definitely gonna have a, a watching party for that one. That's for sure. Oh my god, yeah. dude. Seriously, like, and, and the question that you asked, I don't think there's ever going to come a time when, because, like, remember what Disney had to do to get Lucasfilm. Yeah. They, they basically yeah. had, they basically 
they waited for years. They pounded that guy for years. They were just like, he's like, they're not for sale. They're not for sale. And they were like, give us a ridiculous number. And he said $2 billion. They said, do you want that in 100s? <laughs> they knew what it was going to do. They knew what they could do with that. Oh, yeah. And they, Dude, if I had to. And, and you know it. what? Oh, and get this. This is what I just heard. Apparently, he's taking that money, and he's making movies that nobody will ever see. What? He's making movies for himself. What? Someone's going off the deep end. Yes. Yes. That George is... Lucas, who owns half of Marin County, all right, has, has – you know his home is like a big movie studio, right? I believe it. it. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. He, Skywalker Ranch, he never has to leave there to make a movie. People come to him. Apparently, he's he's made like five or six movies at this place, and they'll never see the light of day because he said, I'm making movies just for myself. No one will ever see these. And these are full-blown like productions, $100 million productions. It's crazy. That's My precious. <laughs> Dude, he's turning to Gollum. <laughs> That'd be, I agree. I'd love to see that meme. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I'll do I'll do my I'll do my George Lucas impression, you ready? Oh god. I'm I'm gonna make movies and only I am gonna see it's just technically experiment we're doing eyelash technology and <laughs> You're ridiculous. You're ridiculous, sir. Right. I think for a little bit of Yoda into that one there, Ernie. Yeah, a little bit, a little too he much. He does sound a bit. He does sound a little bit like him, though, doesn't he? He, he made him sound like a freaking Muppet. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. More lightsabers. More lightsabers. <laughs> oh man. We need to have brothers and sisters making out in space. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Great. Now he's uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh man! Well, I I must say it's been a true pleasure having you on um on, on with us today, Chang. And this has been fantastic. Um, it was fun, guys. Absolutely. Um, we definitely have to do more of this. Um, send more pictures when you get your costumes ready for the next con, please. Oh, we'll do. I'll love to see that. And I think we're good for a wrap there, Ernie. What do you say? Yeah, friend of the podcast, Chang. Thank you again. Um, hope to have you on. Maybe we'll have you on a panel. Um, don't know if you heard uh, on a previous podcast, we're talking about doing like a watch party. Um, we're thinking Star Wars holiday special. Don't know if you might be interested in it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 stop. You wait, fast. Wait a minute. Star Wars holiday special. Oh, it's awful. Yes. It's horrible. It's from back in the eighties. It is. Okay. Wait, so I know, I know what it is. I've got to be a quick story. This earning. You're not going to believe this. No, seriously. You're not going to believe this. You ready? I'm ready. Out of all the badass things I did when I was a kid, my parents punched for all kinds of stuff. One point, whatever year it was, I forged my dad's name at school. I got busted. That that weekend, that Star Wars holiday special showed on TV. I was not allowed to watch with the family. So they all went they all went to the basement and watched this show. I sat at the top of the basement stairs. I'll never forget this. This is burned into me. This is a punishment that outshines all the ass whoopings. I sat at the top of the basement stairs trying to hear what was going on down there in this in this movie. I never saw it. When it was finally done, my younger brother came upstairs, and I was pretending to be sleeping in bed. And I wake up like, Stephen, what happened? What happened? Tell me anything. And he was like three or four. And he was like, I saw Chewbacca's family. And I was like, Chewbacca has a family? 
So I had never seen this <laughs> at <laughs> all. So I just found out the other day that my coworker actually has a DVD someplace in his garage. But then he told me this actually on YouTube. I could go watch it on YouTube. I forget to yes. see this. Mm-hmm. Yes. He said it's horrible. It's awful. It is unwatchable, but we are going to watch it. Yes, absolutely. All right. I'm afraid to now. <laughs> All my life I've wanted to see this, and now I'm hearing it's such, a, it's such it's so horrible. I'm afraid. I'm not sure if I want to see it. You Dude, to, you got to see Princess to. Leia all coked up, man. You got to see <laughs> wow. Princess Leia on cocaine. Wow. Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll definitely tell, call you when we're about to do, do that one for sure. Ernie, I'm toast. How about you? Yeah, this turkey chili's <laughs> barking at me now, so. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, and we'll definitely have you on again. All right, take it easy. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks a lot. Bye now. Peace out.